Welcome to Bat Yard's Finest, bringing you the finest of Batman and Superman in pop culture. From Gotham City, I am Benjamin David. You guys might know me from the Above and Batman Beyond podcast. And from Metropolis, the Superman to my Batman, Josh from Bat Yard Productions. What up, Josh? How's it going, Ben? It's uh, it's good to be here. I flew, I flew all the way out here. It took me 0.2 seconds, so... <laughs> Yeah. So it's a long time in my book. <laughs> Travel time is not fair for Superman. No, no, it's not. You know, all those seagulls, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Clark Kent sitting on an airplane on a runway has to be the most, like, he would never do it, but I guess sometimes he might have to just take a, a plane somewhere for business. That's got to be painful. Yeah, I've seen uh, there's some robot chicken skit where, like, Superman's just sitting on a plane and, like, the plane is crashing and uh, he's just, like, he's just, like, ringing the bell to get the stewardess to come, you know, and he's just not care. It's, uh... Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you can find us at Batman Beyond Podcast on Instagram, our own uh, Instagram. I should have started with that. At Batyards, plural, finest pod, P-O-D, at uh, Batyards, finest pod. And then uh, where can they find you on Instagram, Josh? Uh, yeah, you could find uh, us at uh, Batyard Productions, Instagram, Batyard Productions, uh, YouTube.com slash Batyard Productions, and Facebook, Batyard Productions. But mainly Instagram and YouTube. Find uh, sketches, uh, reviews, and uh, and much more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their channel rules. I had Josh on uh, for those, you know, just tuning in, or if you hadn't heard Josh's episode, it's episode twenty-three, I believe, on Above and Batman Beyond. That's uh, was his, his introduction to the network. Uh, Josh and I met up at Hudson Valley Comic Con, where I met the rest of the Batyard guys as well. And uh, this guy always just stood out as someone I definitely wanted to collaborate with. So after a few months uh, recording hiatus. You know, we're still going to be posting episodes and we have some banked. But, uh, yeah, again, it's good to be back. Yeah. <laughs> like riding riding the bike, you know. That's it. We're right back into it, man. Yeah, exactly. Feels good. Feels <laughs> and, good uh, to be here. Yeah, man. <laughs> and uh, speaking of networking, we are part of the <laughs> uh, comic book, intl.com network. Uh, just go to comicbookintl.com com for all the shows on our network you can find uh update nerd style above and batman beyond dc collected cast new episodes of that are returning as well um yeah and then for full audio eps subscribe to our show on the anchor app or itunes and, and many other uh pod places vid clips are going to be on the batyard productions youtube channel as well as cbi just uh stay tuned for that and there's going to be definitely some video stuff uh coming soon Talk about your uh, website real quick, and then we'll get started. You guys have a website now. Yeah, yeah, we have a website. It's basically a collection of our Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook all on one page. So you could, if you want, you, you know, if you want your Batyard appetite to be filled, I would go to BatyardProductions.com, and you could see all our content. Uh, our newest, newest thing that came out is our Home Alone 12 spoof trailer. So if huh. you're interested in uh, any of our sketches, uh, that's that's the newest one that came out. So. Definitely stay tuned for more. Home Alone 12. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give too much away. but <laughs> Oh, my God. I love it so much. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's do it. You ready for the show proper? I am. 
that I am. <laughs> yeah, so real quick, uh, this is what we hit here on Batyard's Finest. We do a DC News slash BSBS, where we just BS about the crossover theme of our show that is Batman and Superman. Uh, from there, we do a BS pop culture piece, which is an analysis of an individual book or Batman Superman episode, i.e. Hush, for example, Death of Superman uh, from the animated series. Uh, or sorry, uh, the Death of Superman animated film, which we covered on last episode. Uh, but today, we're going to be doing Max Fleischer's classic. And when we say classic, this word is not couldn't be <laughs> more accurate. Uh, Superman animated short entitled Mad Scientist. Uh, yeah. 1941, so we're going back in the midst of time. <laughs> back Man. to the era of the World War II, you know. I was going to say, that's that's when the, yeah. <laughs> this might have been, if it was before December 7th, it was officially before World War II as we know it. Yeah, for, uh, at least for the States, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the first of and correct me if I'm wrong but I did a little bit of at least Wikipedia level research whatever that means uh, the first of 17 total shorts for the 1940s uh, does that sound right? yeah that sounds around right I know it's in the teens you know with uh, how many episodes they have for sure <laughs> and they're typically uh, what, what was the running time on this like 10-15 minutes? yeah well, I think like 9 minutes something like that so yeah. very fair you know all the time when i was a kid you know and and back then i did not realize their age you know you just see superman you know what i mean yeah. so uh <laughs> yeah definitely i think i think it works on all all levels you know uh you know you don't you don't need you don't need to be in the 40s to enjoy you know this these this short no this is timeless stuff for sure yeah that's a good point <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, we do shout outs after that. And uh, that is the show. So let's get into it. We'll start once again with uh, DC News slash BS and about BS. Um, Josh, where do you want to start? Again, we got Aquaman. We got the CW crossover. Um, yeah. What do you got? Well, yeah, well, let's start with the CW crossover. For uh, I, with me and uh, personally, I, I only watched the Flash show, but I haven't seen the newest season, so I'm definitely way behind. Uh, ben, I know you, you're kind of hit and miss with the, the whole series. Uh, what, what's your, so what, what, what's your thoughts on, um, you know, the CW sh you know, shows before we get into the whole cross? That's a, yeah, that's probably a good way to start in case listeners haven't heard, uh, kind of how I feel about these shows. <laughs> it's, it's strange because I have a lot of mixed feelings especially because i have a history uh in particular with the flash i really got into epi uh, excuse me seasons one and two uh of the flash right i then got into legends um i then watched some of supergirl and so i was into them but they all had I, now that I think what I I might have even said it on this show. I forget which one at this point, but I think the formula for like you know Ricky Gervais has it has it like the the proper formula of television, which is like three seasons and you're done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, would say, I would say like yeah, around like three, three between three and six. Six is definitely like the the limit, you know. And then you're 
you're you're over up there. <laughs> I I would have. To yeah, I I think you know up to six as well. Like I don't disagree with um, some of the best shows are anywhere from three to five, you know, seasons. It's like I think three's the minimum, and then you almost get like your three act structure, and you can do kind of stretch that into to five or even six seasons, um, and just stretch out the acts a little bit, but. And I, but I also think that beyond like, all right, some of the most masterful television, as we just said, three to five seasons, Breaking Bad, five seasons, or uh, yeah, like 5.5 seasons. Then you had right. um, Sopranos, 6.5 seasons. You had The Wire, five seasons even. So that's, but also consider none of what I just said are superhero shows. So that's another thing to keep in mind. But I think that what we're saying applies especially to superhero because there's so much you can do with them that in my mind to spend more than three seasons on any one version, let's say like they come up with a version that I just, unless it's anthology style to serialize and turn, cause you have to turn it into a soap opera. I think that's the problem with it is that they, they, by force, they're locked into that 22, 24 episode season structure. And so they feel the need. They have to like, you know, every five minutes go into relationship stuff just so that you can keep the story that is this, at this point, Arrow, you know, Arrow itself is on season like seven or six. Um, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't work for me anymore, those shows. So that's, I, and again, I think they are all good up to three seasons, and then they should move on. <laughs> right. Uh, what, what season is The Flash on? Um, um, oh, and by the way, before I continue, I've never watched Arrow. Like, I've watched the, a couple episodes, and I watched the pilot, so I can't speak to the quality of Arrow for three seasons at a time. But everything else I see is just like... But anyway, um, what season is Flash on? Flash must be on season five at this point. Yeah, that's what that's what I was guessing. Yeah, yeah, that's so it's, so it's it's definitely it's getting up there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like uh, I used to, you know, I used to watch Smallville when you know that was coming out, and that was kind of like you know the first CW, you know, superhero kind of formula show that you know they're they're kind of doing now, and it kind of all treads back to that show. And I had to agree that after like season. I think season six is when, uh, you know, it fell fell apart. You know, after after season six, that's when you know it stopped being good. You know, <laughs> so. but uh, yeah. So that's how I feel about the shows. And uh, again, the theme of our show is the crossover of uh, Batman and Superman. Batwoman showed up <laughs> um, for this crossover, so that's. That's especially why we're talking. If, if everyone's wondering, well, why are you talking about this if you don't like it? And blah, blah. Well, that's why, because Batwoman showed up. Um, and Superman doesn't make an appearance in this, uh, in this short. And, and what, what, what would you call this collaboration? Like crossover? Crossover event, yeah. Uh, uh, so I have not seen this. Um, if, if you guys didn't pick up on that yet, um, so so Ben, uh, with the spoiler alert, limited review. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> how, how would you how would you rank this? Oh, I, I'm not going to do that because 
I the reason I'm saying that also is not. I mean, number one, I don't tech tend to like to do that. But the other problem, if I do do it, it wouldn't even be fair to the show because I'll also be clear that we're really not selling ourselves here. I literally watched only this one, only the episode within the four. I think it's a four episode crossover among all the different shows. Oh, so you only seen one part of it? You have? I only saw one part, but I think it's the only episode that Batwoman shows up in. Okay. Okay. So that's the only reason I even watched. Um, and I'm not saying I won't watch the rest of the crossover, but I will say that I don't think it's fair to give it. You know what I mean? If I haven't watched the, it, it might be a decent story, is what I'm saying. Right. Okay. So okay, I'm gonna know. So so what show did uh, Batgirl show up on or Batwoman? She showed up on. I think it was The Flash. This is so bad. I don't even know what she showed up on, dude. I just looked it up online. <laughs> All merged to one, especially when they're you know doing their crossovers. It's kind of hard to keep track of what show you're watching, especially when they're all you know all together. Yeah, it was either Flash or Arrow. I can't remember. But I know it was like it wasn't the first episode of the crossover. It was either sec. It was either the second or the third. Right. Okay. Um. I don't know. Again, I'm going to keep this short because I haven't watched a lot of it and I've already made, I probably took more time than necessary to explain how I feel about those shows. Again, good writing overall. I, it might be a good story. It's just how they play out, I think is, is, is the, uh, is the problem that I have. And that's what I'll get into here is like, I can tell there's a good story being told. Like if someone just sat down and, and told me this is what's going to happen on an episode, I'd be like, okay, that's not, you know, pretty, pretty cool. Not, I, I do stuff different, but it is what it is. I, like, I was telling Josh, the performance, like, off mic, Ruby Rose is a great actress. She was a highlight of, of her season in, in Orange is the New Black. Um, charming as hell, like, uh, devious. You could totally, it, it's perfect for, I mean, you, it, you couldn't cast better and i had this we'll talk about this in aquaman one of the problems i had i didn't know and I, but i'm gonna map this on to uh, the the batwoman thing here of like i didn't know willem dafoe could appear as a bad actor <laughs> but somehow in aquaman he just didn't seem like he could act Right, and I am not blaming Willem Dafoe. I am com because you can't. He's too good. It's whatever the hell happened in the direction of that movie. I don't think he was bad. I'm not saying every single part with him was bad or like every moment. It's just, I he was almost like if I didn't know who Willem Dafoe was, he'd be a forgettable actor. In that movie. Yeah, I think it was just like he's a projected in front of a green screen so he doesn't know what to react to you know a lot of especially you know when you don't get good direction when you you're reacting to something that's not physically there it's going to be hard for your actors to give you know give a proper that's true it's such a good point right especially in aquaman i mean that whole movie cg yeah, exactly. It looked like the like the most expensive movie ever made. I don't think it's that's true, but it just looked like it was a hell of a lot of money for for that to be made. Really did. Holy shit. 
So back to this. I like. I think I know Ruby Rose can act. This is the girl playing what the woman playing Batwoman. Uh, and I think she's perfect casting. So it's like. I mean, I was even saying about Willem Dafoe, like he, you know, looks almost reptilian. Like he looks like he, he's that good of casting. I feel the same about Ruby Rose. Like she belongs in the Batwoman suit. Um, and I just the scenes of her, even as like Cat uh, Kane, I think Catherine Kane. It's just corny dialogue the tone of it now is it was always a little cheesy like I, and I was always you always had to eat a, a, a like a a small bowl of cheese to accept any of these shows <laughs> right. and I'm all right with you know some cheese it's just now they are force feeding you fucking entire bowls of cheese um so so <laughs> So what you're saying is it didn't live up to expectation. No. And I but although I you know, I didn't have high ones for this though, to be honest. Okay. So I can't say that. Um and I guess to get into some specifics, it there were a couple scenes with her in the suit and some bat action that I was impressed with. Uh she uses the grappling hook. That was cool. There was definitely some stuff. Um but just not nearly enough. And she was in barely any of the episode too. And like, there was also a lot of Catherine Kane and not Batwoman in the episode, just like 10 minutes scenes of her talking. It's just like, I don't, if this is the only episode we get her and it's because it's an else world, which means we're probably not going to see her until she gets her own show. Yeah. So, so is this a build up to have for her to have her own show or her own universe for, per se like that is that what's happening or is she just going to be a side character uh that's a good question everyone's saying it's a setup for that i'm going to look on imdb just so i know for sure i feel like i should know this but um in the meantime it's just like yeah I, the other cool thing they go you see gotham city you're in gotham so do they mention Bruce Wayne at all? Yeah, they use the Bruce way more, and they say the words Batman way more than ever. But you never see him, obviously. It's all, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a Batwoman thing. Uh, yeah, no, 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 absolutely not. No Batman. Okay. God forbid. <laughs> well, if you maybe maybe it's in a, a, another party. <laughs> Um, but you know, I, again, I'm, I don't think it has, I don't think it doesn't have potential based on the action. I think Gotham looked decent. It was kind of exciting to see. I didn't know how the CW was going to be able to handle Gotham because it is such a, as everyone knows, who knows about Batman, it's a character unto itself. And like, you have to stylize Gotham. Right. It's like filled with that. So the whole atmosphere of Batman is Gotham City. Totally. Well, well put. So like, you know, with a TV budget, I was just kind of like, uh, how is this going to look? I I thought they did a good job with with the production design or the whatever the hell they did. They made Gotham look good. Right. And like, plus, like going back to even the Burton 
era with with Gotham. It's all just one set. You could just kind of tell it's not a full out city, but it's breathing atmosphere. You know, when you're looking at it, so you could either you know slim it down and make it you know very stylized, or like make it a vast city and film on location like Nolan did. You know, um, so so was it more like atmospheric? Did they film? Like, actual city or did it look like more of a set um so it looked like a mix it looked like they filmed in enough of a city for it to be like tv real world believable but like the cityscapes looked stylized enough to buy it as gotham if that makes sense yeah so it's like kind of like mix and match real world and you know set design <laughs> yeah and in a way that i was kind of that was definitely a concern was the production design is just like you know you can get away with a lot of stuff i feel with these other characters and like try to modernize and do this and do that but there's only so far you can go with batman before you turn it into like um uh like you can't nolanize batman in this universe because it's too cheesy so yeah uh it you know i don't think it was necessarily bad it's just not uh <laughs> not for me i think it does have potential and i'm looking forward to any show with bat in the title i'm looking forward to it and I'm, yeah i'm looking it up it's saying batwoman tv series 2019 um and there's a season one episode one pilot listed here Okay, so so it's, so it seems like it's happening. Saying, in the series, Kate Kane, armed with a passion for social justice and a flair for speaking her mind, soars onto the streets of Gotham as Batwoman, an out lesbian and highly trained street fighter primed to snuff out the failing city's criminal resurgence. But don't call her a hero yet. In a city desperate for a savior, Kate must overcome her own demons before embracing the call to be Gotham's symbol of hope. Hmm. Sounds it sounds it sounds it could be promising. Uh-huh. So, how was uh how was the reveal of the Man of Steel? Yeah, so that was like toward the end of the episode. It was very short. Um, the guy who plays him, what's his name? Ah, uh, it's like Tyler. Oh, uh, Tyler Hawkland. Yeah. Yeah. He uh he's great. It's just, I don't know. I I just. It seemed again just too cheesy. Um, I also didn't really know what was going on story-wise, so it didn't count probably as much as it should have. I'm sure. For me. Um, so, but yeah, I don't know. It. Uh, I think if I watch the whole crossover, I'll feel better. I guess maybe that's. Yeah, I feel, like I feel especially with the, like a whole story arc like that. I feel like you have to watch the whole thing. And and plus, I'm sure, you know, he shows up again, you know, uh, Tyler Hawkland um, as the Man of Steel in probably the next episode. So I'm definitely curious how they're going to deal with that and that, uh, you know, whole dynamic with, with him and his cousin. So I'm definitely interested in that. Um, so do, do you want to get into Aquaman? Yeah, let's do that. Use basic insight on that. Um, so we did, we both uh, did the Aquaman. I'm not sure when you saw it. I know it's been out for a couple of weeks. I, I just saw it last night, actually. Um, so, I mean, I, my 
just to give a brief review on it, uh, you know, I, 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 I liked it. You know, I enjoyed it more than I disliked it. Um, obviously, I felt like it had its problems, but I think it's just DC doing a big course correction on trying to fix their universe and trying to figure out what they should, you know, what they <laughs> should do next. Yeah. Like, like, if this movie came out, you know, after Man of Steel, like, say this was the next movie that came out before Batman v Superman, I think, you know, this would have been a game changer, you know, with, you know, the whole cinematic universe and just superhero movies in general. But since it's kind of late in the game, you know, it's uh, it's still it's still an entertaining movie. You know, I, the, I think the best part of it is just the visuals in general, you know, just the visual effects and everything like that. It's definitely breathtaking and like the world building is just fantastical and everything like that but um um i know ben you you had some gripes with the acting <laughs> um yeah I, I i'll agree with everything you said about pretty much you know i i liked it for the course correction i liked it um the visual effects the world building uh my biggest gripe with this movie I'll even let the performance go because of even the stuff we said before effects, um, a bunch of stuff that's going on where it's like, I don't necessarily show up to an Aquaman movie for performance. Let's say that. Right. (laughs) Um, it's still one of those things of like, I, why was it two hours and 23 minutes? Yeah, it was definitely, I definitely kind of felt the length, at, especially at the ending. Um, yeah, I think if they just tightened it up and made it a little shorter and uh, kind of more, a little more self-aware, I think it would have, you know, it just would have been a tighter, neatly done movie. You know, it just kind of seemed, it was slightly too serious, I think, at, at least for, you know, the subject. For a guy who talks to fish? Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know? Like, like he could take it totally seriously and everything like that, but I feel like, you know, they they should definitely have a contrast. You know, like if like say he's like fighting, you know, when he's fighting uh, that big squid monster, you know, in that like portal island or wherever they are, and they cut back to, you know, Amber Amber Heard and uh, you know Mira, you know, like that like her her talking to you know what is Atlanta, you know, just them talking like, Oh, so what have you been doing on Island? And then like cutting back to the fight, you know, I think it would have just been a, you know, just been more comedic. I just think like just little, little touches like that, just like a more, more comedic timing. Yeah. I, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Cause, cause again, it's like, I don't go to these movies. I'll let performance go, but things that are just, simple and straightforward like editing like who wants to sit through a movie about a guy who talks to fish for more than an hour even in 20 minutes yeah no i i definitely agree and i had uh i was a little nervous about the ending you know uh with when i when i saw the trailers and everything like that with uh the whole battle at the end i was like expecting like it's just a big loud dumb action scene at the end you know just it ending like a uh, man of steel with the city of metropolis exploding <laughs> or you know all batman v superman or even wonder woman ending you know yeah that really dragged out that ending too yeah so but uh the the aquaman one wasn't as 
nearly as bad as as always. And um, no, it wasn't. I I, th- I liked the ending. Yeah, yeah, the ending was actually quite entertaining with the the whole you know epic Lord of the Rings esque battle. You know, it didn't uh, focus on it for too long. It only lasted for what maybe like five ten minutes, and then it went went right to you know where it needed to be with its main point. So. Um, you know, that was, I'm, I'm just glad they, they, they didn't do, they over, didn't do, overdo it, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so, all right. I, I said my piece about my biggest problem, which is the editing Uh, that aside, like, uh, and the reason I kind of went off on it a little bit too, is just, it surprises me that of all the movies that are this length, you do Aquaman at that length. It's just mind blowing to me, but, uh, um, yeah, yeah, you would have thought that Justice League would have been their big epic, you know, um, but obviously they botched. And it was the shortest one of all of them. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. And like Aquaman was this big whole epic, like this world builder and everything like that. And, you know, you 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 would think they would have done a reversal. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, I was definitely entertained. Like Black, Black Manta looked, looked excellent, you know, uh he looks straight from the comic book and everything like that. Yeah. So sorry. I, I meant to go into the positives there, but um, yeah, I don't. Oh my God. So yeah. Black Manta. Oh my God. Like that was worth the money alone was seeing him. Oh, it like I would, I wanted more of him, but whatever, what we got was awesome. And, and you know, they're going to do a sequel and you know that, he's going to be more of a focus. I think especially because if Orm is going to be uh, spoilers, we're going to spoil the shit out of this. Uh, <laughs> if that's all right. Right. I mean, yeah, right. that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, if Orm is locked up in aqua prison, then, you know, black man will probably be the, so I, I liked the black man of stuff. Um, I also liked, uh, I didn't know, that one one really interesting thing, and I don't know if this is from the comics, I'm not very familiar, but I like that they fused... I always thought of Black Manta prior to this movie as kind of like a Batman character, and I always respected it because I was like, oh, it's a human going out of his element, literally, into water, um, but through his intelligence. Like, the Aqua people can do that, and people from Atlantis, because they're Atlanteans and they can swim underwater. Right. It's like... You know, he submerses himself uh, and goes out of his element because through sheer intelligence to make all this super high-tech pirate pirate crap that he has. Um, But it was cool to see, like, that he'd kind of proven himself pirate tech-wise to the point where Orm was like, all right, you're ready for some fucking Atlantean steel here and gives him, like, essentially the black mana suit before it gets spray painted black, which bakes the black. Uh, but it was cool to see like the fusing of his intelligence. Cause he would be able to like rewire it and use it and know how to manipulate it and stuff through his skills. But it did make sense for a guy who like, you know, if you're going to try to stab him in his chest, who is Aquaman with a sword and it breaks, it's like, what's, you know, it makes sense to have Atlantean tech. So I thought that was cool. Did you, did you know that like that was a fusion or do do you know of any comic versions or whatever? No, I'm not like too familiar with the comic 
book versions of Aquaman. Only time I read anything Aquaman would be the Justice League New Fifty Two. You know, he would. There was there was an issue uh, where you know Ocean Master was coming to the surface and trying to take over. You know, you know each continent one by one, um, and the Justice, the whole Justice League chimed in with that. You know, um, which that's that's my only kind of context I had with um, the Aquaman movie, and plus that was you know, a couple of years ago since the new 52 even came out, it's not new anymore. Um, so that's really, you know, all I got, um, with, you know, familiarity with, with Aquaman. But, uh, you know, like once you're kind of thinking about it with the whole justice league, you would think they would all kind of chime in, especially when, you know, each land, all like if they're going to destroy the whole, you know, the whole surface world, you know, you think they would at least, come in, but, like, I'm glad they didn't show up, you know, it's like, you know, Marvel movies have the same problem with, you know, like, a Thor movie, solo movie, you're like, oh, where's, uh, you know, where's Captain America, whatever, you know, it, it's, so you can't really give fault it for that too much, you know, but all, all in all, I thought it was pretty entertaining movie, I thought it was, like, the f- first kind of DC movie that had a vision <laughs> that, like, seemed like it knew what direction it wanted to go and james wan you know totally executed it and like what this movie had to be and i know like uh you know i i think it's doing well in the box office um i think you know i I definitely want dc to go more so into this direction give me something to grasp and care about you know uh i felt some man of steel kind of comparisons just with the lines like oh you're the bridge that brings us both together you know like but i already heard that man of steel you know but it makes more sense with aquaman to hear that than superman because um krypton already exploded so i don't know what you mean with bridge with the two people but uh you know i i thought in all all in all it was pretty as well executed yeah i i agree i i will say all in all well executed um because you know, while I did have an issue with the editing, it's like, uh, and the performance, uh, that's not why I go. And why I do go is for the shit that I did see, which was effects that, I mean, like everyone is saying, even effects snobs are like, like, I have no idea how the fuck they made this look this good. Yeah, exactly. It looks like the most expensive movie ever. <laughs> You know, by the looks of it, um, there's all these like Lovecraftian, uh, you know, monsters and creatures and everything like that, which I totally love. And I like the, even though like the little environmental undertones, you know, like it had a message, it had something it wanted to say, you know. So it definitely, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm definitely glad I saw it, you know. And I think it's DC stepping to the right direction, you know. But it's not like anything. It's not like the most amazing movie I've ever seen, but like, you know, that's, that's not what I'm expecting out of the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. We could leave the Aquaman at that. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with that. Oh, uh, the last thing I just want to say is, uh, Matt, uh, Matt and I, which you might hear in a uh, previous bat yard, uh, finest episodes, uh, have done, um, a full in depth Aquaman review. So if you want, uh, to hear more of our thoughts about that, you know, you can definitely check us out on our YouTube page. It should be out with, uh, hopefully, you know, as when, when you hear this podcast. So 
definitely definitely soon <laughs> sweet yeah i'm looking forward to seeing it and uh speaking of aqua what was i gonna say aqua content what did i call it <laughs> Um, Eli, my co-host on Above and Batman Beyond, he and I talked about, uh, I was trying to fit in Aquaman to our show and I was just like, well, how would it even be relevant? Um, and this is the, every other episode we do bat chat beyonds where it's like, I'll interview a guest, someone who, you know, is works in the world of beyond or has, um, creators, whatever, but then. I go back and Eli and I kind of anchor the show every other episode. So in one of the anchor episodes, I wanted to um, talk about Aquaman. And I was just like, I don't want to just do, because I had seen the movie and I'm like, yeah, but this is about Batman Beyond the show. So I thought to make it relevant, I would do um, an Aquaman animated wish list beyond, I called it. <laughs> So it's like, what would you want to see out of a Aquaman animated movie? So we went back and forth talking about if you got two movies, two Aquaman movies, which also, if you think about it, is likely that if this movie is about to make a billion dollars, which it is, which is crazy. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not that enough doing that one. Yeah, apparently, like it's tracking to at some point at least hit a billion. I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, I guess the people in China loved it. You know, I know it was doing really well there. <laughs> so that's probably where they got a big sum of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if that's true, then it's it's not unlikely that we'll get another Aquaman animated movie. There was one so far, uh, The Throne of Atlantis, Aquaman animated movie. I like that movie. I don't think it's perfect, but I like it. Was that Was that based on the New 52? It was, yeah. Okay, so that's that's the comic I read was was what that animated segment was. Oh, cool! How did you like that uh, run? I didn't see the movie. I just read the comic. No, I know. How did you like the comic? Oh, I, I from what I re- I definitely enjoyed it. You know, I, I that's I was actually consistently reading on the New Fifty Two. I I I kind of fell off when they did. Uh, you know, started rebirth because I kind of got like I, I got like overwhelmed. I was like, oh no, now I have to finish New Fifty Two and then read this. So I definitely like slowed down after that. But uh, I definitely enjoyed the run and the whole. That's where I learned the whole dynamic with Ocean Master and how they're brothers and everything like that, and like the whole epic landscape with, um, you know, with the tsunamis coming and the whole all the Atlanteans. You actually get to see that war come to place you know with it actually coming to the you know the surface world and with the whole justice league being you know being there and uh it was actually up to aquaman you know he was the one who you know had to take it take out his brother you know and uh you know the whole justice league was almost uh subdued by oh, subdued <laughs> it was definitely it was definitely it's definitely one to check out if you want to get uh introduced you know to that. yeah i like the throat of atlanta story um i so yeah I, I and that was a fun episode of of above as well check that out we actually brainstormed about some stuff that um you know because it was batman beyond i thought one movie would have to be in your wish list of what you would want to see with an aquaman animated one would have to be a standard aquaman animated movie but then the other one 
would be an Aqua Girl Beyond movie. Because in the future Justice League, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we have Aqua Girl is in that Justice League Beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do remember that. That's yeah, yeah. Well, that would be. That would. I definitely. I definitely check that out. That would definitely be interesting. Honestly, that conversation went way longer than I ever thought it would have. I was <laughs> like, "How did we get that much content out of that?" Right. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Is that episode out now? That episode, that episode is, is not, not yet, yet out. out. No, no, that's, that's going to be, be our January, January premiere. premiere. Okay, got. Or I should say, January bat chat premiere. There's going to be um, like a standard interview episode to start off the year and then we're going to go back to the uh bat chat beyond nice nice well i'm looking forward (laughs) yeah it was fun thanks man (laughs) cool so you want to move on to our bs pop culture piece yeah yeah let's go for it awesome so once again uh real quick just to explain the bs pop culture piece uh we analyze an individual book or bs batman superman episode uh or in this case, an animated short. Today we're going to be doing once again Max Fleischer's classic Superman animated short entitled Mad Scientist. As we said, it's the first of a total of uh, anywhere from 17 to whatever Wikipedia is wrong or right about (laughs) from the 1940s. Uh, Yeah, so Josh, this is your arena. I mean, I watched this thing, I took notes, but let's start it off. Yeah, I definitely did. I did not take notes. I don't think you need to. <laughs> yeah, I pro- yeah, I probably did not. Um, well, how was I? I mean, this is probably one of my first introduction, if not my introduction to the Man of Steel character in general. Um, you know, these these were made uh, by the Max Fletcher Studios, who made you know up to Popeye, to Betty Boop, you know, to a bunch of classic classic. Uh, cartoons and uh i think this was if i'm not mistaken you could you know check me up if i'm wrong um that i think this was the the segment that made you know what that forced them to make the rotoscope so the rotoscope for you people who don't know is it's they they take live act action actors and they trace them frame by frame so they would actually have actors perform what you're seeing on screen uh, with the animation, and, and they would have to trace their movement and their expressions and everything like that. That's why the animation looks so flawless and looks so lifelike because it is, you know, actually, you know, lifelike, lifelike movements because they're actually actors, you know, acting out which whatever frames you are seeing, you know, in your face in, before you know. So, um, uh, so yeah, this this was one of my introductions to Superman. Uh, so so Benjamin, have you uh, have you seen this prior before, or uh, like what was your introduction to this uh, these shorts? Yeah, I had never seen them before. My only exposure to these, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, was knowing that they were a direct inspiration of Batman the animated series in 1992. Oh wow! I mean, I had seen clips, of course, and I think I had watched some like YouTube clips right but, but right um i had never watched one and it's a t- i knew the intro like it's a bird it's a plane and he's like he can leap from high buildings and all that stuff uh but yeah this was oh my god like seeing one from beginning to end 
and knowing that that you could so a hundred percent see that how liberally they stole <laughs> uh, this style when they did Batman the animated series in, in, a, in good a good way. way. But it just right. looks it's exactly that animation. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's definitely like on par. And I know um, when Bruce Tim was you know trying to create the concept of Superman mm-hmm. the animated series. He was going to make it kind of the same art deco with, uh, you know, 1940s-esque, you know, era. But he thought, you know, it's just going to be a worse-looking Max Fletcher version, you know. So that's why they amped the animation and made went a totally different route entirely, you know. So, like, oh, right, because they went, for Superman, they went uh, mid-century in that show, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could see uh, early concept of, like... Uh, you know, Perry White and Jimmy Olsen, all the the main cast, uh, you know, within the era of the 40s. And it's definitely interesting to look at, you know, you, you would have had a totally different feel, totally different show. And uh, Bud Kyler, uh, he's the he's the voice of Superman in this uh, in this series. And uh, I mean, in, uh, you know, these these short films. And uh, he actually did portray the voice of Superman in the radio show. So he's the first actor. Um, to portray Superman ever. Oh, wow. To, you know, bring the persona of Clark Kent being mild and meek, you know, with the soft voice, you know, oh, this is Clark Kent, blah, blah, blah. And then every time he transforms into Superman, he, you know, brings that deep voice, to, oh, this is a job for Superman, you know. So he's the one who kind of made the mannerisms, uh, you know, more, you know, you know, tangible and you, you could you could hear it you know so he's the one who kind of per, you know personified that character he was definitely the first one he did it i think he did it for for decades after that but this is definitely you know if you want to if you want to see superman in action uh this is probably one of the best best you could definitely view and i think it's one of definitely if one of the most important pieces of media for the character of superman for sure so uh yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, so so this so from your introduction for it to the this is so this is the first full episode you've seen. Correct. Um, so did you, uh, you know, did so what what were your like initial thoughts? You know, like uh, like obviously you had the Batman comparisons. You know, with the animated series and everything like that. You know, big. I think it's a big inspiration for all marks of media. You know, if we, um, there's, uh, I mean, we we could get into different episodes, but this the basic plot of this episode. Yeah, why don't we? Yeah, why don't you explain the plot real quick, and then I'll, because I, I have some questions and I have some notes that I took, uh, and some you know comments and stuff. But let's, yeah, let's fill people in for who haven't seen it. Yeah. So, so the basic uh, gist of the episode is. There's a scientist, he's threatening the city of Metropolis, and if they don't come to his demands of whatever X amount of dollars that he's going to, I like, shoot shoot a laser at uh, one of the buildings, you know, and in the main, main central district. So they kind of, they send Lois Lane over there, who's actually, she is a pilot, you know, which is interesting, especially back in the 40s, where, you know, like, where women weren't really treated as equal as they are, you know, today, you know, it's definitely interesting to see that she had different, um, even back then she was a strong, uh, female character and she would, you know, 
had all these different qualities and abilities, you know. So she was a pilot. She flies over to interview the the mad scientist, and she gets captured. And it's up to the Man of Steel to save the day. And that that's basically the gist of it, you know. And, uh, it's just the ultimate, like, superhero story. It's so great. Yeah. And uh, it's I don't, just like... I don't know all the all the little movements of it. Even like, uh, like I don't know. They take like little frames of even Superman just launching off, <laughs> to like him just off a building. You know, they would add, they would have to add extra frames of animation just to even you know have him do that. But it made it more like real. You know, it felt more real and like he's actually moving and not like stagnant and no no flow to the movement. Like like even like I mean. No, no gripe on Super Friends, huh. but like they're so boxy and they don't really move that much. They might move their mouth, you huh. know, every few frames. But this is so fluid, and the movement is like you know, it's like water. You know, <laughs> I totally agree. The quality is just so. You know, asking about my initial reactions to it, it is not just the Batman comparison, but you know, I guess along with it, the Batman comparison, why not, is how fluid all that animation was. You know, you could tell Bruce Tim was like, we're not just bringing it back to Fleischer because it's Superman and DC and superheroes. We're bringing it back because that animation looks and that attention to animation. Um, as you said, you get what you pay for work-wise and what you put into it, especially with old school animation, you're going to see that. Um, when something from the early 40s looks that much better than something from the mid to late 70s or whenever, you know, Super Friends was 70s, um, that before digital animation, like, you had to put in the work to get solid. And pr even now, you know, you can tell when digital is just schlocked together and doesn't look good. Happens all the time, if not worse, digital. So, like, this is just, uh, I was, and the color and... Um, I thought even the sound mix was good. Mm -hmm. It didn't uh, quality overall stellar. Yeah, it, it, you, you like that that like that noise of like Superman flying around in the beginning. It's a bird, it's a plane. You hear like that, you know that I even that sound. You know what it is? It's Superman flying around. It's not jet engine. You know, it's it's Superman. <laughs> you know. So yeah, I, I definitely have to agree with it with the sound design and uh. You know, and I've, like, like I said, I, I enjoy how even back then they made Lois have all these qualities, and you know, like, like, I, like she's a pilot. Yeah, she's not a damsel in distress. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she is, but that she's not just is what I meant. Yeah. Right, she is not. Yeah, she is not just one. You know, she is a strong, supportive character who actually goes after what she wants. You know, she's. She, if she wants it, she's she's gonna go for it, and that's what I think most people admire about Lois Lane, is that she's not just like a head just yelling, you know, for help. She's one who who get down and dirty and get what she wants out of a story. So, um, you know, I, I, I think if you're not really a, a fan of Superman, I think this is something you should just at least take a look. It's free. It's part of the public domain, so anyone could get it. Yeah, it's just on YouTube. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that yeah, that's that's how we watched it was straight oh, up. Oh, that's why because it's just public domain. Yeah, it's public domain. Wow, holy shit! 
distribute it. I'm not exactly sure with the with the patent laws and everything like that, but I know like with most characters, it's after a certain amount of years, um, like they become public domain. That's why you know Sherlock Holmes public domain, you know stuff like that. Um, I know technically, in a standpoint, I, the law keeps changing because different companies want to keep ownership of law. Like technically, su- Superman should be part of public domain, like the character in general, Mickey Mouse, you know, but disney and different corporations keep pushing the limits of how long they could keep control of uh you know the public domain which is you know kind of it's almost hypocritical because disney is built upon characters that are public domain and now they're trying to keep the characters that they created within the confines of the disney vault (laughs) you know so definitely look into it's definitely interesting stuff you know um but yeah, the more stuff in public domain, the better, because the more creativity we could get from different, different. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, so yeah, here's like some stuff. Yeah. As you said, I love how Lois, she flies on her own. Like my own grandma, she was born. Like, cause my dad was just kind of older when he had me and then. I'm not the youngest person in the world at this point. And so my, and my grandparents were also old when they had my dad. So my grandmother was born in 1909. Wow. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> uh, she's not alive. I'm just saying that. Right, 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 right. <laughs> did, you, did you ever get to, to meet your, your... Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was alive till I was like 11 or 12. Um, wow. So, yeah, she died like 97, 98. But anyway, like it, even she didn't drive a car. She was uh, like that old school that, and meanwhile, Lois Lane has an old propeller plane on standby that she just flies on her own. Yeah, she she just like, like, yeah, Perry White just, I'll get the story. And she just flies out and Clark's like, warning perry white like oh is it, don't you think that's a dangerous mission you know and he, he, he just goes you know it's awesome uh, but yeah love that you know it's just like just get down and dirty and it's and the it's, obvious comparison too of like she's approximating superman as best as she can she's like i'm turning myself into a bird to fly like i'm gonna if i have to fly there i'll fucking fly there and she figures out a way to do it yeah that's that's really true i actually did that you know that yeah it's it's so on the nose i'm surprised it didn't hit me till now either so (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but um you know uh, to make comparisons with this and superman of today or what uh man of steel which was i think 2011 um this superman had more heroism in that nine minute short than i think you know, Superman did in All Man of Steel. <laughs> when the building is getting hit by that giant laser, see Superman turn around and sit, like save that building from being totally demolished. You know, he's picking it up, he's swaying it back and forth, he's going, he's hitting the laser. You know, he's preventing it from even hitting any other building. And you see him actually care about the people. You see the people inside the building running away. You know, they're you think they're totally doomed and then you know he actually swoops in and saves the day you know we need that direct connection we need that direct save you know we need to see superman 
helping the people and not looking depressed while he's doing it, <laughs> like in Batman v Superman. So, uh, you know, that's that's this is you know what I want from uh, this character is just you know heroism and you know not not being selfish, you know, not uh, you know not looking depressed while he's doing it either. You know, doing it for uh, for the common common man, yeah, you know, and inspiring hope. So uh, um, my last point was, uh, I I was just saying, I think there's more heroism out of this little nine-minute animated short than I get from Superman and, uh, you know, and Man of Steel. There's a direct connection of him trying to save buildings that are falling over. So that's, that's, that's from my Superman anyway. That's what I would look forward to, you know. <laughs> I, and I also think that's a very one of the most important points you can make to anyone watching this now. I mean, this is going this show is going out to present day internet, if not future internet. Um, and it's like, uh, you know, if this is what people, if this is the taste that Superman has in people's mouths right now, it's not. <laughs> um, it's good to point out, like, no, this guy is good in other media or at least he's this is the kind of the prime version of him if you will yeah champion of the week and the press you know that's uh, i think that's what's missing from today superman is champion of the week and the press uh besides from comic books i i can't really i think they're still doing superman justice but in uh other media i mean just i'm i mean in the dc universe uh cinematic universe they, uh, I don't think it's been on par. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, cool. So, yeah, I just had a couple other uh, points that I wanted to make, and then we are going to wind things down. Sound good? Sounds great. <laughs> so I had a couple actually questions that I thought it would be a kind of a fun trivia thing since you probably know the answers. Oh, well, oh no. Now I'm on the spot. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't think this was going to turn into a game show? No, I did, I did not. I, I wish I, I wish I studied. <laughs> um, all right. So, is this the first time that it's a bird? It's a plane? It's Superman? No, that was in a radio show. Okay, so the radio show was before this, then. Yes. Okay. I got uh, most of the actors from that to jump over to this, like uh, Bud Kylo. Oh, right. You were saying that before. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. It's good think... to, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get that out there. <laughs> no, yeah. I remember you saying that now about the, the voice actors. Right, because that would have meant that the radio show was before. Okay. Um, what about, it said Dave Fleischer. What's his relation to Max Fleischer? I think they're brothers. I'm pretty sure they're brothers, and they, like, work together. I'm not exactly sure what exactly he did. You know, they, they, you know, they correlated. Uh, they're definitely, yeah, definitely siblings. Okay. Um, what about what about the fact that they're not that when Superman? I thought it was interesting. When Superman lands on Earth, he's not found by the Kents in this version. Yeah, yeah, he's on an orphanage. Yeah, that's yeah. I was thinking that too. I'm pretty sure the Kents were. No, I mean, the Kents were already established. In the radio show, too, they did not even mention the Kents at all. In the first, uh, you know, in the first episode when Clark Kent 
lands. He's like an adult. You know, he's already. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm pretty sure in the first, in the comics, the Kents were already established, but I think they just pass over that to save on time. Mm-hmm. If not totally, um, you know, I, if I'm not totally accurate. I'm pretty sure that they were already established. I mean, symbolically, it kind of works the same. You have the Kents, I think, are they symbolize like pure America. And I think you almost get that same feel from an orphanage in a strange way, meaning it's like almost an anonymously purely American upbringing that he has. Right, right. You can't, you can't really, yeah, no, no like brainwashing or anything like yeah. that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, good point. Like on a farm in Kansas, you're not being brainwashed by anybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think they just did it just to save one time. Um, if I'm not totally mistaken. So yeah, I had that. Um, I love to see the classic mad scientist. Like we need more of that these days. The huge, tall ceilings, whistles going off, like steam shooting out, uh, big lightning bolt, fricking lamps, and all that bullshit. Like I, I need to see more of that. Yeah, you see all the gizmos pumping and everything. Yeah, gigantic machinery. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's all it's all great stuff. Like if you want to build a set of a mad scientist, I would definitely you know look back on the on the concept of uh, mad scientist Superman, uh, Max Fleischer. You know they they definitely knew. <laughs> um. I love the reporter, little details here, reporter wearing the visor, like classic 40s and 50s, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he, I think he's like scrambling to get out of the building when it's like falling over. <laughs> I think you see him like jump out of the desk. <laughs> from the desk. <laughs> um, the one-two punch, how he's just one-two punching the gigantic laser sticking off of the mad scientist's. Like, oh <laughs> yeah. And speaking speaking of that, you hear the music going with the punches, and we gotta we gotta talk about the 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 score. Oh, yes. the theme it's amazing. You know, with you hear that's the first Superman theme where you hear the word Superman even before the John Williams score. You know, you hear Superman in that uh-uh. score. You know, without, without them even saying it. You know, it's 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 totally there. You know. It's, it's uh it's amazing it's it's definitely one of the the best pieces of uh superman uh superman music out there i would say um i think sorry go ahead no i I was just gonna say i think that's like kind of what started you know the the whole horn section and everything like with uh soup like having it say superman i'm I'm, I, i i would not be surprised if john williams didn't get any get some inspiration from that score totally and if not to inspire the animated series for quality of music as well yeah yeah that has a that has a great superman score as well which says superman in the title <laughs> superman superman <laughs> so anything that that has you know is superman oriented media has to have a theme that says superman without it saying <laughs> Superman with your words. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, there's just so much Superman in it. There's literally like, it's a bird, it's a plane. Uh, you got, you know, 
leaps over tall buildings and then tying metal into knots and you know he at, at the very end of it he winks at the camera so Christopher Reeves yeah I mean so much of this is like and I'm not even a Superman guy at all like this whole list I have here is just so much stuff that I'm like I can't believe how much Superman as we know him is in this nine minutes and as you said, like somehow a better version than a two and a half hour Man of Steel movie. It's it's definitely very important to the character, and you know it's the funny thing with the leaps, the tall buildings, and single bound. He actually did leap in the you know in the early comics, and I think he started to fly uh, within this series because it was easier to animate him flying than. What? Yeah, so you could see you could see him kind of leaping in the beginning. And then there, you know, it was just too. It was just too time-consuming, so they evolved him to to flying. Wow. <laughs> ah, beautiful. So yeah, that's pretty much what I want to wrap up saying is like, as a, not even a Superman guy per se, I there was so much in here that was purely Superman, um, and I agree. You know for what my opinion matters, I think that's the best version that we could possibly get, not only in nine minutes, but perhaps uh, across the pop cultural board, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is this is the whole, this is the essence of the character wrapped up in a only a short segment. You know, it's, it's, it's all, it says Superman within every frame. That is a creative inspiration in and of itself. Just to be able to, as you just said, like symbolize it in every frame, symbolize anything in every frame of a nine minute thing, um, you know, and not and to wrap it all up, not to get bogged down in it. But uh, like. Why can't it, Aquaman could take a lesson from this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of superhero, um, you know, renditions could could take take some some inspiration from this i think all all sorts of media but i want to you know say say another fun fact uh there's an episode called the arctic monster which appeared uh either 41 42 something like that early 40s and it's basically essentially a godzilla monster that's awakened in the north arctic and that came out uh over a decade before even godzilla you know, came. So I think it, you know, you could even find some inspiration for the giant monsters uh, with Superman. So Superman started a lot of. Wow. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and that's why we have Josh on our show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that'll be, that'll be a future, future episode of the Arctic monster. You know, dude, I'd love to talk about that thing. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's up there. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah uh, we'll wind it down. down. Sound good? good? Yeah, sounds great. I'm, I'm down. All right, down for the wind down. <laughs> uh, so that is it uh, in terms of the meat of today's show. To let you guys know what's going on for the future, uh, we got Hush coming up. Where we've recorded some of that. Uh, more is to come, though. The classic. Specifically, I guess now we have to preface it with the comic Hush because there is an animated movie coming out. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. So the comic hush, uh, we covered it. Again, we recorded some of it, but we're going to complete that. After that, uh, Super Friends, which is on the DCU app. Um, and then we're going to always talk about news and stuff on the DC Universe app. There's more and more stuff coming out. Uh, we should probably hit Titans at some point on this show. Maybe not. Maybe maybe we have the excuse of the fact that Superman is nowhere near it, so we don't ever have to touch it. Right. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What happens if you guys want us to talk about it. <laughs> let us know. Did you watch any of it? I okay. have not. <laughs> really well, um, for another episode. <laughs> uh, awesome. So yeah, once again, I have been Benjamin David. You can find me at Benjamin of David on Instagram at Batman Beyond Podcast. Uh, check out the Above and Batman Beyond podcast and you can find guests that are as awesome as my co-host today josh who is on my show um yeah check it out we got a bunch of holiday apps coming out we have a uh, or already out i should say and then we have an aquaman episode coming up as i explained uh before for full audio apps of the show you're listening to subscribe on anchor itunes many more pod places video clips on Batyard Productions' YouTube channel, as well as our Comic Book INTL YouTube channel. And speaking of which, comicbookintl.com is the network uh, where you can find this show and a bunch of other shows. Um, yeah, video episodes again. Video, or I should say video clips coming. Anything else you wanted to say about uh, stuff to come on Batyard's Finest, Josh? Um, Stuff to come, I know we're definitely going to review... Uh the cinematic movies to uh start with superman the movie and batman oh yeah good call look forward to that yeah we're gonna do bs back and forth we're gonna do we're gonna go from 78 superman to 89 batman then back to superman 2 batman returns and we're gonna go back and forth yeah so it's, it's definitely gonna be flip-flop of, of the supers and oh and if any of you listeners have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, if you want to hear any segments or anything uh, within Batyard's Finest, please let us know on our social media pages, and we'll definitely get back to you, give you a little shout-out. So definitely do that. Yeah, good call. Can't forget to tell them to shout it out and Q&A it. Any cues you got, we'll do our best to AM. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, from Gotham City. I have been Benjamin David. And uh, from Metropolis, I have been Josh. Sending you up, up, and away until next Batyard's Finest Podcast. Nice. <laughs> well done, sir. Uh, Josh, I am so glad we are back. Yeah, we're back in business. 2019 is looking bright for the future <sighs> of God and Metropolis. So I am very... <laughs> Hell yeah. And next time... Uh... We'll have some better, maybe some more exciting DC news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what time. <laughs> we'll see what the time brings. Uh, awesome, man. Have a going. I should say Happy New Year. You're right. <laughs> yeah, happy New Year. <laughs> All right, later, man. Uh, have a good one. <laughs>